welcome to the newest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm the Professor, and I have my co-host, Bucky. Hello. How are you, Bucky? I'm marvellous. What about yourself? I am pretty good. I uh, passed my thousandth ticket solved at my IT job last week. What, was it as simple as just turning it off and turning it back on again? A fair number of them have been. <laughs> awesome. you got to love that. Yeah. Life imitates art, or is that art imitating art? It's just an infinite loop of actual IT guys and the IT crowd all the way down. <coughs> what was that saying? Um, life is stoked with irony. And that's DJ, the other co-host. Hey, guys. How are you, DJ? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's a hot, very hot day today. It is bloody hot. I thought you were going to say you had a hot date. Ah. <laughs> no, Russell Crowe still won't answer his emails. <laughs> Well, it's not just Russell anymore. It's um, Russell, <laughs> um, Jason Momoa, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Someday they'll answer. Someday they'll answer. Someday. Yeah, I can't see. Good luck. <laughs> I hope you're all uh, coping with the heat, at least as well as we are. It's uh, bloody hot out there this week. If you're in Australia, try not to die of heat exhaustion. Yeah, as Talia always tells us, take take care of yourself and stay hydrated. Does she say that all the time? Oh yeah, yes, that's good advice. That's a, <laughs> that's her favourite sign off for um, her podcast, which I can't remember the name of at the moment. General queries. General queries. That's a Q U E E R I E S, as in queer stuff. So they talk about the LGBT stuff. And there are. Um, co-podcast on the nerds on the sorry that's that's not canon network check them out and the rest of our uh co-hosted well our co-podcasts at that's not canon.com our new website and talking about um co-podcast they finally did it it's finally happened uh, uh elvis lives elvis lives <laughs> yeah has entered they have finally entered the building <laughs> Oh, nice. We should come up with some conspiracy theories of our own. We already have one, the penguins. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, more than more than the penguins. Hey, once you've got gold, you don't have to keep going for more. But speaking of gold, uh, Super Smash Brothers celebrated their 20th anniversary the other day. The original Ooh. game released on the 21st of January, 1999. Ooh. And it feels about the same amount of time that we spent watching the... Release at E3. Oh, yes. The <laughs> Everyone is Here uh, announcement. Yes. I think I, I wasn't there at the time, wasn't I? No, you weren't. <laughs> you must have. You're gone. a slacker. And then it turns out they had an actual, um, like, after that, they had a proper show. Yeah. Which we missed because we went to bed. Well, it was, what, three in the morning? Yep. Yeah, but, um,. I will say that's a good achievement. Like Super Smash Brothers is one of the few gaming franchises to to survive that long. That's an achievement in itself. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Pong's still being played in various forms, and that's how old? At least thirty years. Wow, and more than that. That was yeah nineteen nineteen seventy yeah nineteen seventy two. I was going to say was that it's early seventies. So you're looking. About fifty something years, so yeah. All hail the conquering hero Pong. <laughs> Although I will say though, there are 
not only the good games survive that long, there are some bad games that have survived that long as well. Like, remember the E.T. game from Atari? Well, it didn't survive. It kind of crashed and burned. It's just a collector's item because it was so Yeah. Like, Pac-Man is still being played, and it's a collector's item because it was cool. And they still release new Pac-Man games. But they haven't made a new E.T. game in 30 years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's... Although the, we 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 constantly hear legends of certain things from about ET, like um, what was that? What was that famous one? Um, they buried it was secret. It's not a legend in Mexico. Buried. Hmm? It's not a legend. It's fact. Oh, it was initially an urban legend. Yeah, and they went out there and they dug it up, so it's fact. Oh, now it's a fact, but before it was a legend. It was always a fact. It's not like they went out. It's not Schrodinger's cat. They didn't go out there and dig it up, and then it decided whether it was going to be there or not. <laughs> they knew where it had been buried. It was an industrial landfill. That it's all recorded where everything gets dumped. It's just that nobody bothered to go out and get it. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, um, it's, a, it's one heck of an achievement, though, for Smash Brothers to get to survive that long. Um, oh, man. How many, what are the other games that have survived that long besides um, Pong and Pac-Man? Um, well, Mario in general is still getting new games. Yeah, Space Invaders. Actually, um, Mario's got a new release on um, the Twitch. The Switch. The Switch. Yeah, uh, Mario Odyssey. It's a good game. Um, Space Invaders has evolved. And then there was, I can't remember the, I think it was Asteroid or something, where you have a spaceship that flies through. Yeah. And you have all the things coming down towards you whether it's other alien other it's aliens attacking you or uh space invaders no we had space invaders where you were on one thing and they just lowered down slowly yeah and there was asteroid where your ship moved back and forth on a from a central point yeah on a a circle on an arc and you can fly out the sides of the screens and stuff yeah oh yeah asteroids and then you had asteroids and i've only said the name like five times in the last two minutes That's still going with numerous reincarnations as well. Um, like you got this, they had it, so it was a World War Two planes with super mashup power and all that sort of stuff. Going oh, on. you mean um, Gallagher? Yeah, like oh, Gallagher's sci-fi. All oh, right, but it all it all stems from Asteroid. It's just yep. different incarnations. Which comes of from it. Space War, played on the the PDP, I think. I've played it in an emulator. <clears throat> it's um. An early, uh, like, two players fighting each other in spaceships, and there's a black hole in the middle that your torpedoes get sucked towards. So you've got to deal with uh, the, the physics of flying around a black hole. Hmm. Yeah, but then, yeah. so there's, there's games like that that are still, they've been, always been reincarnated. Frogger? Yeah. There hasn't been any, there hasn't been oh. Still going, there's... Um, I played Frogger on the way to work today. You can play it on your mobile phone now. Well, the lights wouldn't go red. Although nowadays, we there are some really recent games that have turned 20, like your um, good old Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mortal Kombat's kind of going, turning 25, turned 25, I think, did it? What makes uh, Smash special, though, is that it's still got the same head. Sakurai has been working on this series for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't gone down in quality. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I give Smash Brothers credit. Like, it is still a fun game in some way. Yeah, 
Uh, what was I like, I like, my favorite moment with Smash Brothers would be the boss, the bosses, which is just one gigantic hand, master hand, <laughs> and it's just you just it's just two three heroes versus one hand. Well, traditionally, it was only ever one hero versus the hand. Mm-hmm. Actually, what about Double Dragon? Is that still going at the moment? Well, Double Dragon, yeah. The game was around, then they had the cartoon series from last I recalled. I don't know, it hasn't been, it hasn't been around. Oh, there is Double Dragon 2017. Oh, okay, I stand corrected. Because yeah. I know they had a movie came out the last few years as well. So. Oh, Double Dragon 4. Oh, there you go. I don't know who the if it's been the same people behind it, but yeah. So, yeah, this is after Double, the, the storyline's basically set after Double Dragon 2. Really? How dare yeah. it? How dare it flow in synchronicity? <laughs> but I will say this with with um, Smash Brothers, they didn't do like what Street Fighter did years ago, which was which you had Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha Three, Street Fighter EX, Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha. Like there were so many very sequel spin-off type games on Street Fighter, like Final Fantasy. Oh yeah. Oh well. And Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. Yeah. But hey. As we discussed this the other week, give me more. <laughs> more Kingdom Hearts? No. Um... David Cage. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were talking about David Cage. Oh, uh, yes, that classic. It, it, it was one of those things that drives Talia insane. <laughs> so every every now and again, we'll say, I'll just turn around and say to her, give me more. <laughs> I was glad she wasn't in the same room with me, otherwise I probably would have been... Having stuff thrown. <laughs> if David Cage ever does like a meet and greet thing, I will sponsor she... a ticket for Talia. No, <laughs> she's she's on the watch list. Yeah, yeah. After what we did, what we discussed on that episode, I don't think you want to know. She wants to. She wants to dig a, a big deep hole on Ben. Mm-hmm. That's the light way of putting it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but so. This year's Smash Brothers. How many characters has it been this time around? Seventy. Oh my god! Is it only seventy? It it's about like, that many. It felt like so much. More. <laughs> yeah, it's really only about seventy. And in this, and and with the last few years, with the with the term DLC, has there been any DLC for this one? Yeah, they've announced it. Ah. The first one is a pre-order bonus. Well, an early early bird bonus. Because if you bought it any time up until the end of January, I think, you can get the uh, Piranha Plant from Mario. Piranha? Wait. Piranha Plant as a, as a fighter? Yeah. What What can it do? What? what, what? I assume bite things. <laughs> yeah, I get biting things, but it can't move or jump. How do you know it Because it's the Piranha Plant from Mario. It, it's, it's a pot plant. A plant. It might teleport itself through special means. It's a Trifford. You know Day of the Triffids, don't you, DJ? Enlighten me. <sighs> I am. My mouse is hovering over the ban button. <laughs> Day of the Triffids is an all-time classic. You have to watch it. Well, read the books. The book first. The Day of the Triffids, eh? Yeah, basically everyone goes blind and walking plants with um, poison whips start killing everyone. It's a zombie movie, but with plants. Mm, it's based on a novel. Nice. Yeah. John Wyndham. Everyone used to, like all the schools used to have, well, use it as a novel for English in high school. Oh. Back when you actually had to be able to read. <laughs> and spell. 
But yeah, what's the other um, DLC besides Piranha Plant? I don't know off the top of my head. I'll put it up. Okay, cool. So you have any um, good memories of of um, of Super Smash, um, Professor? Yeah. Okay. So the um, yeah. So they also announced Joker from uh, Persona, oh. and the the leak. Like the rumors are that the remaining characters are Edric from Dragon Quest. Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, Steve Ooh. from Minecraft, and Doom Guy. <laughs> oh no, Doom Guy. <laughs> yeah, and Microsoft have said that they are happy to put uh, Master Chief in it, so that would be pretty cool. Get the, oh. uh, the most crossover game ever. Like Marvel fans think that Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event ever. They're wrong. Smash Brothers has been around for 20 years, and it was still the most ambitious crossover event ever 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we'd uh, better keep going with the show. So you're up next, DJ. What have you got to tell us about the Oscars? Oh, so Oscars, so award season is truly on it. Truly on on its way, and we've got the Oscar nominations that are being announced Wednesday. Yes, it was on Wednesday, and there are and some. What's in- today? Oh no, Wednesday. Um, it was Wednesday. So they haven't been announced. Can you tell us what the nominations are? Yeah, uh, announced. They were announced this morning. So, best picture. You have Black Panther, first Marvel movie to be nominated for best picture. Uh, Black Klansman, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. The favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. And which which are you tipping to win? Me. Yeah, I'm putting uh, Bohemian because Freddie Mercury, man. Because okay. it's Freddie because it's the life of Freddie Mercury, and Freddie Mercury's the greatest. Yeah, I'm 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 flipping between that and Green Book just because Green Book actually is a interest is a pretty good story as well. Okay, what about you, um, Professor? I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, you would love... <laughs> Although, it's funny, though, when Black Panther was announced as Best Picture, people were saying, Infinity War was so much better. Yeah. But people are kind of over Marvel at the moment. Yeah, well, can you blame them? I think... Yeah, if they take a 10-year hiatus after the next Avengers movie, it would not be long enough. Nah, it won't. Because it's Disney, mind you. Um, and there was the nominations for Best Actor came out as well. Um, oh, Christian, lead actor. Lead actor. My mistake. Uh, Christian Bale for Vice. Uh, Bradley Cooper from A Star Is Born. William Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen and Green Book. This is a good mi- This is a very interesting mix. How is First Man not there? Everyone yeah. I know thinks that's the best movie they've seen forever. I I have no idea, dude. Like Ryan Gosling, he played he played good in that movie. I don't know why he got into this. Why he didn't get into this movie? Into the some awards. Well, it's the Oscars. It's not like it's a merit based thing. All right, yeah. you get a, you have to pay someone to get your movie nominated. Probably. Yeah. Although Green Book, if I don't know if you guys have checked it out at all, it's uh, about a classical pianist who's black being driven around by a white bouncer in the southern united states i think it's in the 50s or something like that or 60s so yeah when racism was still rampant and yeah 
I haven't actually watched it yet. It's one of those, it's on my list to watch in the next month or two. Yeah, it's just, it's looking really good. And it's talks about the friendship that strikes up between the two guys. Yeah. So, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, lead Actress Awards. Uh, you got Yalitza Aparicio from Roma, Glenn Close and the from The Wife, Olivia Coleman from The Favourite, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy from Can You For- Ever Forgive Me? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's that's awkward considering the uh, she was in Ghostbusters, wasn't she? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she. Uh, uh, here's an interesting fact for you. She's also nominated in the Razzies as the worst actress. For Ghostbusters? No, for the um, Good Time Murders. It's the one with the puppet um, <laughs> as well. That I think um, my, Jim Henderson was trying to sue the Good Time um, Yeah, I um, remember seeing the trailer. <laughs> it's uh, the Muppet murder movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering if um, Lady Gaga wins, is she going to get up and say the quote for Bradley Cooper? <laughs> You know the quote I'm saying, like the, the line? No. No. Uh, in every interview for A Star Is Born, um, I'm just trying to find the exact words. Uh, something like, yeah. And there can be 100 people in the room and 99 don't believe in you and you just need one to believe in you. And that was him. <laughs> she said that in every interview. Oh my god! <laughs> Although she, well, I did remember Lady uh, Gaga. Yeah, I, I, want... I, I want, I want her to actually win lead actress, just so mm-hmm. she can get and say it again. <laughs> well, I did recall that she did win um, the Golden Globes, I think, a couple of years back for her role in um, American Horror Story as best actress. That's just sad. Because <laughs> I watched, I watched American Horror Story with her in it, and it wasn't that. I'm gonna have all yeah. the Lady Gaga fans coming now. <laughs> Uh, I will say this uh, this year's um, Oscars has been interesting. So we not only had the first superhero nominated nominated uh, superhero movie nominated for best picture, uh, we got the first Mexican born actress to be nominated for awards at the same ceremony. Uh, first Latin American woman nominated for producing the best picture. Um, the first person nominated for best director, best cinematography, and best original screenplay in the same year. Um, and first Best Picture nomina- nomination for Netflix. What did Netflix get? Uh, what was it? it was um I think Roma that Roma was the one. Okay. So oh, I see a Quiet Place is getting a nomination for sound editing. Ah, that was incredible. Yeah, Roma is the one that has um that, that Netflix was involved in. Okay. But um, you guys and also Spike Lee is his first nomination as best for best director, but. So we've got also some, and so I think you guys are waiting for the best animated feature and best special effects, aren't you guys? Well, I've already looked through the list, and I don't particularly care about many of these movies. How about you, Buck? You you interested in the um, visual effects? Who's going to win it? Um, I haven't looked at the list yet. Um, where are we? What have we got? Special are they proper special effects or is it all just CG? Oh, visual, visual effect. It's not special yeah. effects anymore. It's now visual effects. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing on there is special effects. It's all CGI. The special yeah. effects guys aren't being represented anymore. Who do you who do you want to pick to win the visual effects award? Ah, I see they've got First Man in there. 
Oh. So it did get a nomination for visual effects. I want Solo, a Star Wars story to win. <laughs> it, the movie it nobody some, saw. It has some amazing special effects, for the, or visual effects with the CGI. I don't know, well, man. Ready Player One did well. Ready Player One looked cool, especially with the gigantic Gundam. Have you watched Star Wars or Solo? Solo or Star Wars story? As the professor said, the, st- the movie that nobody watched. Well, I watched it. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. Well, I saw the trailer and just went, nah, yeah, you, no, nah. No, no, you listened to Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it was and just said, oh, I'm not going to make up my own mind. Oh, no, no. I, like I said, I saw the trailer and I just genuinely thought to myself, you yeah, just, like, nah. You're a sheeple. <laughs> so what do you, you reckon, guys? Um, you rec- uh, Also, this uh, the mm. other interesting thing for this year's Oscars, um, no host. No host for this year. Isn't that because the um, the guy they had said a tweet 10 years ago when they fired him? It was uh, Kevin he, Hart, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Kevin Hart, and yeah, they he did something. And so obviously they couldn't fill the position by now. What about, says, um, what about what's his name? Um, Dickie Hauser. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris. That's him. They should get him in. He's always good. What they should do is just get some guy off the street. <laughs> I know tons of employment agencies they could write to. Just be like, send us someone completely random. Get Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Actually, here you go. Co-host, Rowan Atkinson and Stephen Fry. Actually, trife- Trifecta. We'll also add in um, Bill Laurie. Oh, Bill Laurie. Oh, you mean Hugh. Bill Laurie, yeah. Bill, Bill Laurie, Stephen Fry and Rowan Atkinson. Although, mind you, Bill Laurie and... That would be oh. an absolutely awesome Academy Although, I don't know, Bill Laurie in, in, in an Academy Award scene, it would be pretty hilarious. If, like, and the cat is so silent, and it's got him! <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, can you imagine, like, if, if you give them the opportunity to start doing some of the old Blackadder stuff? Ah, nice! Like, these guys were all... Like, they, their careers all started together. Yeah. So... Yeah, it'd be, it'd be it'd be an intelligent comedy for a chain. Yeah, that, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Oh, man, but I know this. What do you reckon? Black? Were you kind of surprised that Black Panther got the best um got nominated for best um movie? Not really. It How does you... feel a bit like a um a bit of an Oscar bait, like that Black Panther would get picked over any of the other Marvel movies. But I'm not on the Oscar committee, so it's not my decision to make. Because what was it when Halle Berry w- won the Oscar? It was just, yeah, there was a lot of issues that year where it was lots of questions were being asked. Was that for Catwoman? I can't remember <laughs> what it was for, but, yeah, it was like um, there was lots of questions being asked of why was she nominated? Was it for her acting or for just because of who she is? Is oh, wait, which, if it's, is, is that the Mulholland Dri- Drive movie? That's one thing. Oh, Monsters Ball. That's one. Monsters Ball. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm... which was a which was a porno. <sighs> wow. Okay. Um, have you want? Have you actually seen it? No, I haven't seen it. But thanks for spoiling it for me. Mate, if you haven't heard about that by now, then there's something. Wrong. I was like in high school. Like, I couldn't even watch reason, it, even if I wanted that's to. More of a reason why you, you would have heard about what it was about. I didn't hear anything about it. But, but yeah, I yeah, like I said, this this year's Oscars it's it's they have some historic firsts, but 
I know. Will, will I be able? Will I watch it? Nah, not the whole event, but just maybe some awards. I just think it's a waste giving nominations to Marvel movies in general. Yeah, they're just the same superhero movie over and over again. Well, the reason why they're putting Black Panther in is because of the whole. Like a couple of years back, when um, people were complaining about how come, oh, how come there weren't like um, black act, black movie, um, black movies featuring black actors in um, nominated for best movies or anything like that. Well, that was t- the two thousand and two thing. Oh, no, this it's was been that thing like every year. Yeah, and that was the thing with two thousand and two um, when Halle Berry won because like she won hers. And I can't remember who else won, but it was all like it was just it was all the it was all a racial thing. Yeah. Although I think 2015 or 16, it just got really bad to the stage where the Oscar community just got just said, "Okay, we're gonna reshuffle the whole Oscar community." And I think the Academy Awards, like people don't give it any credence anymore because it's just it's sold out. It's not on talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why. And they were saying, I think earlier. Last year, there were uh, Oscar, Oscars were saying like, "Okay, we're going to introduce a new award called Best Movie Award." Remember that? Are they giving out the participation awards for the No Hopers? <laughs> yeah, and everyone was saying like, "Yeah, they want to give best. They want. They just want to give Black Panther the best movie because, yeah." yeah. Anyway, because yeah, I, 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 you have said the same thing about three times now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is it only three? <laughs> Yeah, before we get any more political, let's move on. Becky, what have you got to tell us about? I have a story about a book which talks about gods and robots. So it details the fact that our fascination with robots goes all the way back through antiquity. Um, and it highlights um, how in the ancient Greek, Roman, Indian, and Chinese myths, certain others. It talks about how there was a fascination with um, robots and robotic entities. <clears throat> Pardon me for a second there. Um, yeah. For example, um, it, in this article that I'm looking at here, it specifically mentions about Talos in the Argonaut, Jason and the Argonaut tale, uh, who was a, was a robot manufactured by his name, yeah, crikey. Um, Vulcan, I think it was? Was that the Roman? But yeah, and it talks about that sort of stuff. And um, then there's, uh, it was made by um, Hephaestus, um, the blacksmith of the gods, who created an automaton who was brought down by having his ankle cut and leaking ichor. Like Achilles. Yeah, but it was all, but that's, they think that was more based on the fact that in some of the Greek medical stuff, it talks about how there was a thick vein in the ankle that was was um, more suitable for bleeding people. So, yeah. And then there's other tales, such as the stories of the djinn from the Middle East. I'm not sure if that's actually included in there, but they used to inhabit robotic sort of material. Like they used to manufacture their own little humanoid metallic robots sort of stuff. So this was so. the days before androids and... Yeah, this is like... This is Magical days, robots. This is in the days before they actually had flight. Most of them, we're talking like thousands of years ago. Um, ancient Egyptians actually had a robot, or a robot of a kind that would um, tilt, would, would stand up and tilt 
over to pour milk from a vessel and then sat down again. That was operated by gears, weights, and other parts that it moved. And it was apparently four meters tall. So, yeah, that was the Egyptian. Yeah, clockwork's <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty cool. It's a shame some of this stuff hasn't survived. Well, a lot of this stuff has actually helped lead to a lot of the stuff we have today. So, yeah, I, I wish they had this particular robot from the ancient Egyptians because that would be cool. But, yeah, if you want to have a, a good read, um, it's $30. I'm not sure if that's US from Princeton University called Gods and Robots. Just reminds me of um, one Futurama episode. I don't know if the professor is familiar with him. With it, um, remember the episode Professor with uh, Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah, <laughs> just reminds me Animatronio <laughs> and how he's bent on revenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But oh. People sit there and keep thinking that robots and all that automatons are a new idea. But when you look back through a lot of the histories and the myths and legends there's robots in, in amongst a lot of the stuff so honestly what's cooler than having something to do things for you so you don't have to exactly yeah although ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you imagine the day when we merge with the robots? Well, that's actually um, something that's actually discussing this, how, like, we're we're pushing for all of this sort of stuff, and it's all part of a desire for immortality. So, yeah. And here is the website to buy the uh, book. It's I think yeah, it's American dollars. So be yeah. Oh, it's bloody Yankee dollars. Could you, uh, uh, but seriously, honestly though, could Actually, you see yourself merging? On. Yep. Um. Oh, it's eighteen ninety nine on Amazon at the moment. Yeah, it's on sale. So getting quick. Mm-hmm. I might just pick up the Kindle edition of that. <laughs> um, anyone looking for a birthday present for me? Just coming up soon. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> Any of our listeners who feel so in? Yeah, if you we might. need a um, Nerds Amalgamated P.O. box. <laughs> Send us all of your uh, your fan art of the DJ and, and Russell Crowe. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, do, uh, I, I, we don't want to traumatise Buck on his birthday. Actually, <laughs> um, let's look in here. Um, Adrian, I'm not sure if it's Mayor or Mayor, who's the author, has actually got quite a few uh, fabulous books here. She's a historical writer. Yeah, she's got some pretty cool history books there. Yeah, lots of uh, cool stuff. Just in the About the Author section, it mentions the Amazons, uh, Mithridates, the Poison mm. King, Fossil Legends, and the First American. There you go. Oh, the Griffin and the Dinosaur. I think yeah. I might have just found myself a new author. To... <laughs> wow, there's um, I just saw the reviews for it. There's only a handful of reviews, but they're all three, four, and five star. And then the uh, the one star review is some idiot who can't work out how to download the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not where you do that, you idiot. <laughs> I'm just looking here um, at some of the different bits and pieces. Um, 
the first fossil hunters in hardcover. Only three left in stock. Order soon. Ninety three dollars. Wow. Paperback one hundred and seventy five. So oh. yeah, her, her books are definitely things to to, to follow. Hmm. I found myself. Yay. Yeah. I'm trying out of books journal. I'll never run out of books to read. I really need to get through some of these ones right behind me. <laughs> I literally have more books than I have shelf space. <laughs> hey. And I have a lot of shelf space. <laughs> I don't have as much shelf space as what I used to, but um, I've got a cupboard in the garage, which is jam-packed, and it's over six foot tall. And then I have three big boxes of books that are still packed. So, yes, I need more book- bookshelves. <laughs> And I need more books to read as well. It's like um, I say about budgets. Uh, the it will inflate to the amount available because if you you buy more shelves so you can fit your last few books that don't fit on your shelf in, and then you're like, well, I've got all the shelf space. I've got to get some books to put in it. You're back to square one. Yeah. Although I heard a um, a little quip. A woman walks into a, is is walking around a place and she's looking at it and she talks to the, the um to someone who was working there and she goes, how much is it to buy this? And the young man, rather perplexed, looks at her and says, Madam, this is the New York Library. Speaking of New York libraries, um, we talk about Matthew Riley occasionally. Mm-hmm. I just read his book, the, the Contest, recently, which is about a guy locked in the New York Library with a bunch of aliens trying to kill him. Good book. Yeah. Actually, just considering we're apparently the official uh, fan podcast of Matthew Riley. Well, I don't know about the official f- fan podcast, but now I'm, I'm definitely Matthew Riley. <laughs> the DJ's gone cool. He has. This is unusual. I'm nervous. You haven't kept on it. I haven't. What what natural catastrophe is about to occur? Is this like, you know how dogs go quiet before an earthquake? Hmm. He's, or he, he's muted himself. Maybe he's... Probably. No, oh, as long as he's okay. Anyway... Let's uh, move on to the Games of the Week section. Perhaps not surprisingly, I've been playing Smooper Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm probably about halfway through the adventure mode, which is uh, basically a series of uh, battles where you can add modifiers using these spirits, and the goal is to rescue all of the 70 fighters who have been kidnapped by an evil entity and locked up and used to clone um, as clone samples. So the evil entity is cloning them and sending the clones out to fight you. But each battle has a gimmick. Uh, so sometimes the floor will be lava or the monsters will uh, be giant or really small. Okay. <clears throat> so what number, what number are you at? Um, let's find out. <laughs> He's turning on the switch. Yep. <laughs> Um, oh, Come I'm in the middle the of a battle. The conversation's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty addicted. I've been playing it on the train, in my lunch breaks. Don't um, tell me, you, you you play the Switch on while on date night as well? No, I haven't had a date night since I got the game. <laughs> I have, actually, and no, I didn't play it. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got about 22 fighters in the adventure mode. Okay. But one thing that bugs me is that the adventure mode unlocks uh, are separate to the um, single-player unlocks, like, well, to the the actual game unlocks. So now if I want to um, use any of those characters I've unlocked in a battle, I'm going to have to go and 
uh, unlock them again. It gives you milestones once every couple of hours of gameplay. I'm not sure exactly what the triggers are, but if I back out of the adventure mode right now, I better get one. Yep, there we go. Peach has just um, appeared for me to battle. No, it's Daisy, actually. But uh, So I've put dozens of hours into um, adventure mode, and now I'm going to have to put another couple of dozen hours into unlock characters in multiplayer mode so that I can actually use them when I'm playing with my friends. Okay, cool. So I take it on the adventure mode, you're still, you're still playing as Kirby? No, you unlock, um, you unlock different characters in adventure mode. So I've got 20-something characters at the moment, and right now I've been playing as Snake. Oh, okay, cool. So is there anything amazingly cool that we need to look out for? Um, just the ridiculous amount of content. Okay. Uh, there's 70 characters. There's probably almost as many stages, if not more. Okay. Um, then there's all of the modifiers that you can put in. And there must be a lot of tr- character trophies as well. What do you mean character trophies? Uh, is, um, I used to play Smash when, um, at Mate's Place. I remember there was a cert- uh, there's, cert- there's a certain, um, option in Smash Brothers where it's like, they show character models. Okay, I don't think that's in this version. Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, so comparing my uh, lineup in adventure mode to my lineup in the basic multiplayer mode, I have. Uh, oh, it's stuck on the loading screen. There we go. So I've unlocked quite a few more in the um, story in the the basic mode because I put in. A decent amount of time there. Actually, oh, that's... I don't remember unlocking some of these characters. They escaped on their own? Yeah. There are more characters here than I remember unlocking. Here is Professor, the trophies. They used to be on um, Melee and... It was in Super Smash Brothers, um, Smash Brothers Melee, Smash Brothers Brawl, and, and Smash Brothers 4, but, yeah, they weren't in Ultimate because it was too impractical. Yeah. So there they've is a been, lot of stuff there, though. Yeah. So they were being replaced by Spirits as its successor. Yep. And that of Stickers from Brawl. Okay. Hmm. So what have you been playing, Bucky? I've been playing Elder Scrolls Online. We've noticed. Yep. For the last week, your, um, your uh, notification and Discord has been saying you've been playing ESO. Yep. Well, you know, like you got to take Skyrim to the next level. <laughs> I haven't got this. I'm, I'm not the Dover Kim, so I'm not using shouts. Uh, are you hyping yourself up for the new Skyrim game coming up? For, is it this year or is it next year? Which it's one not, is it? Skyrim of, um, uh, Elder Scrolls. Are you thinking of Blades? No, no not um, Blades. A new Elder Scrolls game coming out. It's my, Elder, my Scrolls. Elder, oh, Scrolls Elder Scrolls 6. 6. Yeah. When it ever comes out. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it'll come. It'll like it's it's one of those series you don't want to mess up with because let's face it, Elder Scrolls fans are pretty chaotic, and they don't have the uh, that much goodwill left after seventy six. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but at this point, but goodwill to Bethesda is just yeah, like, <laughs> it's a joke. Although um, the the I'm I'm curious because there was the rumor going around that apparently. Fallout 76 was going to go free play, um, and Bethesda's denied that, although, let's face it, it's the only way they're going to get people to play it, other than spies and 
terrorists using it as a communications portal. <laughs> or those people who just want to go somewhere and be away from everybody because there's nobody else there. It's like the Phantom Zone. <laughs> That's it. The Phantom Zone. <laughs> you think so? You think the Fallout seventy six is an intergalactic prison? Well, there's nobody else. Close there. enough. You can put up. You can you can put a person there in virtual reality, and just they got nothing else to do, have they? There's, they can't <laughs> hurt anyone, and there's nothing else to do. Remember how last week I kept talking about um, Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Black Mirror episode about that. Oh my god. <laughs> there's been movies about that sort of thing going back a decade or two. Yeah. Um, there was, was it the Octagon or something? Uh, yeah. You mean the Cube? No, it was something called the Octagon going back, I think, in the 70s or 80s. There's a movie with, um, uh, not Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez has done one as well, which is similar, um, where you, it's all yeah, locked in a virtual reality environment. Oh, yeah, Octagon. Yeah, um, I, know, I think I know which one you're talking about, Buck. It's the, um, the Cell. Yeah. And then yeah. there's another one. Um, it's not Dem- not Demolition Man, but it came out at about the same time. Uh, but yeah, there's been heaps of movies about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then we've got some... The Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's not forget a that. A huge, huge prison. <laughs> oh, like, but yeah, man. After after what Bethesda did, I don't know, man. I should buy another Bethesda game, or should I hope? Just wait for reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't race out and spend. Or your money on a special edition again. Oh, no, I mean, should I really buy another Bethesda game after the 76 dramas? That's uh, that's. Well, if it we'll comes, probably if have a, a good game in the future. <clears throat> but don't buy into the hype and pre-order like you did. Yeah, yeah. Especially once the beta came out and it, we had proof that it was not looking good. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think you got the wrong Octagon movie there in the show notes. It, okay. It, the, the Chuck Norris one, the martial arts one. There's another one I can't. Yeah. Okay. Now, as you may have noticed, the DJ is going through the twelve stages of grief about pre-ordering, so we have to be nice to him about it for once. <laughs> there, there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So, uh, uh, what have you been playing, DJ? Um, I've been playing Dark Siders and Dark Siders Three as usual, and and nothing really. Nothing, nothing really to write home about. It's the same. It's a good game. But it's just gr- just grinding and trying to find uh, artifacts. Just nothing special, to be honest, at this stage. Is that the one you, you've been playing it for a while now? And it's got the squid creature. Vaguely. Yeah, I think I remember what you're talking about. I think yeah, I think I think that might be the one. But yeah, like I said, it's nothing really to talk about. It's just grinding my way through and trying to beat the bosses. It's yeah. So would you still recommend it? Yeah, or is the I, getting too heavy for you. I I I'll still recommend it, guys. Like it's it's still it's it's still a good game to play. It's just you you just need to be patient in how to defeat the bosses, and it just drives it sometimes drives you insane. It's not like Darksiders in terms of you would lose gear automatically. Like it's it's a, it's not bad. It's not bad. So it's not like Darksiders, but it is Darksiders. No, no, it's it's not Darksiders in terms of. As you level up, the enemy levels up twice, kind of thing. It's just um, how do I put this? It, it, the enemies are easy to kill. You just have to be. You just have to time your attacks. Yeah. In Dark Siders, you can't do that. It's just very hard to time your attacks. But yeah. Fair enough, Professor. Yeah, I 
Oh, for a second there, I thought you'd gone very quiet. No, you haven't put me to sleep yet. No, I, 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 I've said my piece. I, I've said my piece. Fair enough. And that's all I got to say about that. Huh? Ferris Gump. Ah, uh, right. Protest scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that movie. So, unto, of course you remember that movie. Everyone remembers that movie. What movie are we talking about? <laughs> I will reach through my webcam and tear your head off. <laughs> Promises. <laughs> anyway, on to the shout outs. Uh, for this week, we have all three of them on the, actually, no, only two of them on the 23rd of January. So on the 23rd of January, 1849, Elizabeth Blackwell becomes the first woman MD in the US. And then in uh, 23rd of January, 1922, Leonard Thompson becomes the first person to receive insulin injections as a treatment for diabetes. It's pretty crazy that um, there was a time when that wasn't a thing. I wonder how they treated it before the year. Um, Here we go. A low-carb diet. Wow. they uh, (laughs) The treatment for uh, diabetes prior to insulin was keto. Well, this was prior. Well, thinking about this way, though, this is before preservatives and chemicals in foods were a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but the life expectancy was also ridiculously low because it says here it was about a year if they were on the um, on the special diet. Yeah, like but I just think it's funny that it's basically the keto diet, low carbs, high protein. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like because the infections and all that sort of stuff, and like I remember reading the story about how to speed up the process of self-dying. A young guy used to sit there and pick at a, a, a sore on his ankle to get infected quicker. Ouch. He, he was uh. tired of living with all the problems with it. So, yeah. This was also around the time when pasteurization was was a foreign concept at the time, wasn't it? 1922? It was coming in. It's kind of different, though. So pasteurization was... From long before then, Louis Pasteur died in 1895. Okay. So, so uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and also not to mention this was this was centuries after the Black Death, and smallpox yeah. was the big was was the second was the new Black Death at the time. Well, that's the thing. We wouldn't have to worry about aging so much if we didn't have vaccines and medicine. Mm-hmm. It's, and, it's actually a bit of a fringe theory that and we've got to say, evolution sorry. selected for uh, old age, because mm-hmm. well, for aging, because some beneficial thing happens when you're young that, and by the time people were living long enough to worry about it, it had already been bred into our genetics that we would age. Yeah. <coughs> you were going to we've say also, something, Buck? I was just going to oh. say, we've also got to say thank you to the milkmaids who you helped find. Oh, yes, the smallpox vaccine. Yes, which is actually a live virus. Yeah. The, traditionally, they would scratch you and then rub infected scabs in the wound. Yep. Of, it wasn't smallpox, it was cowpox. cowpox. Yeah. And, yeah, and a lot of the serum that is used now was originally used to be um, horse blood. Yep. That infect uh, horses with the disease and... If the horse survived, they would drain its blood and put it through a spinner and give you the plasma, basically. That's how they the used to do uh, mm-hmm. anti-venom as well. Yeah. But uh, just an interesting fact here. In um, As soon as the 
uh, as soon as Leonard's condition improved after the injection, the University of Toronto uh, decided not to charge royalties on the discovery. So pharmaceutical companies could make insulin and spread it around the world for without worrying about paying royalties, which must have saved so many lives. Yep. Yeah. The the doctors involved, Banting and McLeod, got the Nobel Prize. They should. And our next topic uh, is on the 20th of January, 2019, Masazo Nonoka, the world's oldest teenager, died at the age of 113. <laughs> Are you laughing Man. at a dead guy, DJ? Well, when you said old world's oldest teenager, that just sounds... Uh... Yeah. But he... Uh, uh, yeah. He died in his um in his home at, at which was a hot spring inn as I when I saw the report I thought he died happy. Well, that's the secret. You need a hot spring. That's what we're doing wrong. No hot springs. <laughs> we need hot springs. I'm we're gonna start up. digging. Um, at Western Queensland, there's plenty of good hot springs and down parks. Actually, my parents used to live in parks, and there was a doctor there that was extremely old. Uh, he used to get up every morning and go for a swim in the pool, uh, the public pool. They had a hot spring pool and a normal Olympic-sized pool. So he used to go jump in the hot spring, um, swim around in that for a while, and then he'd go swim laps in the Olympic-sized pool, then go soak in the hot spring again, and then swim more laps. Then, yeah, he used to walk all around the place most of the time. Extremely fit and healthy. Cool. So there's something to it. Let's do it. <coughs> So next on uh, the 19th of January, 1736, we have the inventor of the steam engine. Well, you mean the famous birthdays? Yeah, famous birthdays. On the 19th of January, 1736, we have the inventor of the steam engine. <laughs> You're supposed to say what? What? <laughs> yes, that's him. It didn't, oh, oh, oh. it didn't work the other night when we were doing it. <laughs> I thought you'd learn. <laughs> what? Well, we thought you would as well. <laughs> oh, sorry. What was that? So James Watt uh, what? improved on Thomas Newcomen's 1712 steam engine of his Watt steam engine in 1776, which became the main steam engine used in the Industrial Revolution. He developed the concept of horsepower and the SI units of power. Well, they named the SI unit of power the Watt after him. So it's a, a, a Scotsman that's to blame for pollution in global warming. Yep. Let's get him. <laughs> a country, a country that it rains so often that when Mo, when um, Noah went round saying it was going to rain for forty days and forty nights, they said, <laughs> "What? Only forty days and forty nights?" Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> James was one of them. And then uh, also on the ninth of January, but eighteen oh nine this time is the birthday of Edgar Allan Poe, the you know famous he... poet. Who, you know who almost everyone knows the Raven. Does the DJ uh, know? Oh yeah, I know. I, I know about the Raven. Yeah. Quoth the Raven, DJ. Nevermore. Okay, that's a pass. But uh, he's considered the inventor of the detective fiction genre with his story "Murders in the Rue Morgue." He was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, sorry, Boston. <laughs> you trying to put a Boston accent there? Yeah, a Southie accent. Then either December 1854 or June 1855, because people weren't that great about writing down their birthdays back then, <laughs> Ned Kelly, the Australian bush ranger. He's famous for wearing his uh, 
custom-made bulletproof armor made out of plows and for having a shootout with, a, with the police in a hotel. You can still go there and see the, uh, the block of land the hotel was on. They burnt it down during the shootout, but they, they never built on the land. And he's still debating. He's still debated that whether he's a hero or a villain till this day. Yep. Um, and then we, on the twenty second of January, nineteen thirty four, we have Bill Bixby, the American actor from The Incredible Hulk, born in San Francisco. On the twenty third of January, nineteen fifty, Richard Dean Anderson, who is also known as MacGyver, was born in Minneapolis. And the uh, the twenty third of January, nineteen fifty one. Chesley Burnett Sullenberger III, also known as Sully, who in 2009, which also happens to be about um, about a week ago like from this day, so uh, yes, 10 years and a few days ago, he landed flight 1549 in the Hudson River after both engines were disabled by a bird strike, and all, all passengers survived. <coughs> he was born in Texas. And he had an amazing birthday party. Everyone that was on the plane wanted to throw fun. I can imagine. Yeah. And then our last um, birthday for this week, on the 22nd of January, 1940, Sir John Hurt, uh, mm-hmm. the English actor from Doctor Who, Viva Vendetta, and a whole bunch of others. He was <laughs> um, an actor for more than 50 years. There was seriously a lot of things he was in. Yeah. Was born in Chesterfield, Derbyshire. And uh, I was looking at his Wikipedia article earlier, and I've got a quote there, uh, something along the lines of, here it is, he has the most distinctive voice in Britain compared to nicotine sieved through dirty moonlit gravel. Yeah, that sounds about right. Unfortunately, uh, John Hurd died a couple of years ago, so we won't be able to get him back for the Doctor Who 75th anniversary. Yeah, I liked his acting. He was great as the war doctor. Yeah. And on to our events of interest. On the 22nd of January, 1987, the Pennsylvania politician R. Bud Dwyer shot and killed himself at a press conference on live television. Oh. He debates about boundaries and journalism. Oh, that was a very, very scary video to look at. Can, can we um, have that issue <clears throat> to all politicians around the world as a, this is what you're expected to do? When your approval rating drops, actually, that no, let's make it. That's a, they got to do it all press conference. That's what's expected. Well, you want to traumatize a li- uh, most of the po- most of the human population with politicians killing themselves on live television. They'll get used to it. <laughs> I don't think most people would be traumatized. I think most people probably actually enjoy it. And um, as I understand it, he did it to make sure his family would get his pension. That was the because yeah he was going through a. Uh, a court case at the time, and if the if the guilty verdict came back, he would lose his pension, and that would leave his family with nothing. So he he, he was even trying to rip people off as he died. But uh, moving on to much happier heights, in on the twenty third of January, nineteen fifty seven, the toy company Whammo produced the first frisbees, <laughs> and then the twenty second of January, nineteen eighty four. The uh, Apple Macintosh was announced during the Super Bowl with the famous television commercial of the woman smashing Big Brother's TV. That was a big TV, though. I'd be pissed off. Big Big Brother wasn't on TV back then. He made this joke, and I'm still going to groan at it. (laughs) Although the interesting part was how 
some of the people in in that video were actual skinheads. Like, man, that's a bit harsh. Just because he was bald doesn't mean he's a skinhead. Oh no, no, this was like they were actual genuine skinheads, like like neo-Nazi skinheads. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit. That's a bold claim to make. No, I'm serious, man. Like, uh, hang on a second. I've got one of the articles in here. Okay. Yeah, here we are. Um, Apple purchased a 60-second block of airtime with two 30-second spots to run during the Super Bowl, produced the 30-second and 60-second versions of it. Um, the ad was directed by now-legendary filmmaker Ridley Scott, then fresh off Blade Runner. Apple hired three 300 extras, including some actual London skinheads and actress Anya Major to appear in the ad. Okay. It is funny, though, that uh, this ad was about breaking free and all of that. But now Apple is the most restrictive operating system. <laughs> just, that, what's that slogan? Think differently? <laughs> well, I'm just, just watching the ad at the moment. And, yeah, I'm glad to see Apple followed the, the idea of sex cells. Right? Anyway, yeah. We are um, out of time for tonight, though. So check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, do we have any others now? Uh, we can find us on Twitter at N Amalgamated. Uh, find us on Facebook at Nerds Amalgamated. Uh, find us. You can email. Also, yep. Gmail. Uh, you can email us, email us your feedback at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on That's Not Canon Productions. Oh, that's not canon.com. Yeah, that's not canon.com. Yeah. Can, Our new website. Yeah, our new website, and um, you can get some free merch. Good, not free. Um, good merch there. Although, if you really want some for free, the DJ is offered to give it to you. <laughs> we will give you free stuff if you uh, point a gun at us. It's that simple. <laughs> but well, yeah, we are coming up. We are coming up to our birthday issue, so um, yeah, we might have something special. Yeah. Yes, keep an eye out for that. Uh, coming up next week, our anniversary. One year of Nerds Amalgamated. Our 52nd episode? <laughs> was it? Wait, 52nd or 53rd? 52nd. This is episode 51. I know, but I thought it was 53rd. That's our, our anniversary Then when episode special. 52 go? That's next no. week. Yeah, but no, he's saying, do we turn one on the 53rd? Ah, off by one errors. It would be 52, though, because we started counting at one. Right. But, no, it'd be 53rd then. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll have to go back and look at what date the first, the first episode was released. Yeah, but we'll do that in between this episode and the next one. That's all from me. I'll see you next week. Uh-huh. See you guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.